Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the TED Talks podcast. I've been out for a minute, honeymooning, and then stagging. Yes, in that order. Don't ask. It's how we do it these days. You know what I mean? If you read GQ magazine, you're stylish, like me and my guest, then, you know, it's how we do things these (laughs) days. Um, On today's show, I have a very special guest. Not very special. He's been here so much. Is it special? Is he he sort of common now on on the show? I don't really know. But he knows his shit. He's my broker. He's got a new background. You're not going to see the video of this, though, but it is definitely more pleasing uh, upon the eye. And today we are talking about the madness, the madness that is the market right now. And in particular, the mortgage. Yeah, because there's a silent. What's silent? The G or the T? Mortgage. It's the T. The T is silent. The fact you had to think about that when you say this word probably more than any other word in the world. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, don't judge him based off that. But please welcome Shaz Ahmed. Thank you for having me, Tej. Thanks for everyone listening. But uh, yeah, man, it's been it's been uh, manic times in mortgage world. I'm sure you're gonna ask me loads of questions. Whilst you've been swanning off and enjoying your life, some of us are not financially free yet. <clears throat> well, that's fine because you are. So um, <laughs> you have been stressed, um, and I've never had seen you stressed in my life yeah. unless it was about how to ask someone a question. <laughs> <laughs> so um i was i was actually shocked because i was like yeah yeah this mortgage stuff is mad you know whatever mortgage they're just so dramatic but when i saw you were stressed i was like oh shit like this is serious so shaz um the you know economy's all over the place inflation's all over the place the market's all over the place it's just it's just one big you know it's just one big cock up um oh where do we start um in the news, the news says 45 products pulled from the market. <laughs> Alifax and Dunder pull products. Interest rates come back at 9%. You posted some video of some girl like, I had a mortgage at 2% and now it's gone to 7% and I can't afford it. Yeah, uh, I don't know what that was about. I didn't watch it. Her voice irritated me. But what is happening right now and how long has it been happening for and why is it happening? Just talk, just talk. Yeah, sure. So we are seeing a lot of things happening in, in the mortgage and the finance market. Um, <clears throat> pardon me. Look, I'm not, I was just say I'm not an economist. I'm not a politician. So I just want to keep that away from this, but generally because of what is going on with cost of living, inflation, recession, things that are outside of really anyone's control and the people higher up are making these big, bold decisions, then changing them. There's no stability. You know, we've had how many prime ministers in the last four years, even within the same party. So all of this is going on. We've had a single one, really. Yeah, it's all of them. Exactly. But no one's had a chance to let their policies actually marinate. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, so because of that, it's led to a lot of uncertainty in the financial markets. Now, you've got the Bank of England base rate, which has slowly but surely been creeping up. You know, we should have seen the signs of this six months ago. But along with that, and what a lot of people don't know is what the money that lenders lend amongst each other, they're called swap rates. Now, a year ago, I believe they were at 0.6%. As of like two weeks ago, they were 3.6%. So that increase is nowhere near in line with the Bank of England base rate, but it's a massive increase. So lenders have to make money. You know, they're not a charity. They're lending you this money to make money. Um, Investors often forget, and I don't want to be disrespectful, is that if you've got a house on a mortgage, you own 25% of the house. The lender owns 75%, yeah? So they've got to make money. now, because of this instability and because of this mini budget that said we're going to make these tax cuts, we're going to abolish the high rate tax savings and so on, which I've got also got opinions on. Anyway, um, 
lenders are like, look, we just simply cannot price. We don't know what price to put these products at to be profitable, but it's definitely not the price they're at right now. So as a result, lenders decided to withdraw a lot of products, reprice them at much higher now. Yeah, that girl on question time, that's nonsense. But you, typically, where is, let's just, if we use a baseline, so, you know, Tej, um, a five-year fixed rate, probably usually 4.5%, 4% around that level. You'd see that being pulled and repriced at nowadays six and a half to seven percent. It's madness. Now that's the first thing. Second thing. So in my world, as as a mortgage broker, with what I do, you know, products being changed and moved. That's not unusual. But usually, we'd get two, three days notice, get an email to say, "Look, guys, we're doing this change. Get all these cases in. Get the fees paid. Secure the rates before they change." And I think that's reasonable. What's happening now? Because people are panicking so so much. They're saying, "Here's an email now." What, quarter two, you've got till 3 p.m. to get this done. We've had, uh, literally, I think I posted on my Instagram story, a lender sent an email at half nine in the morning to say you've got till nine nine to do it. So they've obviously mistimed it. But yeah, we're not getting, we're getting very, very little notice to secure rates. Um, and I, you know, I, I mainly deal with property investors, buy to let mortgages are unregulated. So it's kind of easier to manage the recommendation process. Imagine if I was a residential mortgage broker where you have to give like a reasons why letter, a suitability report. You've, you know, I recommend you a product edge. You may want to speak to your business partner. You may want to speak to someone else, discuss it, see what's good. That may take you a day or two. By the time you come back, that product's gone, and now it's only going to cost you 200 quid more a month. It's not a practice. It's, it's not leaving things being very practical for mortgage brokers, I don't think. I mean, lenders generally are just a pain in the ass. You don't need to say it because, you know. No, they, they are. They are. Really absolutely. Fine. They are. I mean, like, the reason they're giving you two minutes to, uh, you know, submit things before rates change, is it because they are so greedy and they need to make money right now that they can't wait an extra seven hours? No, like, I think, you no and you felt this recently, I think it's also, I should have mentioned as well, because of service levels and how busy they are. So because people were panicking and were putting in a lot of early remortgages, so whereas their remortgage may not be due till next year, but I've got loads of investors going, Shaz, you know, I'll take the hit, I'll pay my penalty of three grand. I want to fix it now for longer. That is a big chunk, like a massive chunk of unexpected businesses coming into lenders. So they're all very busy. Now, no one, and this is a weird way of doing business, no one wants to be the cheapest. So when we're searching for lenders, if they come to the cheapest, you're going to hand with business. So it's, that's another reason it's compounded this whole problem where they're just chopping and changing rates because they don't want to be bombarded with business. But like our good friend Alfred Zade says, you know, scared money is not money that's going to make profit. If you don't want to, profit if you're scared about lending just don't lend yeah because i mean you as a broker you get an email and you've got literally half an hour 40 minutes maybe four hours to submit cases it's like uh it doesn't you can't just submit a case like you could be waiting on stuff you've got forms to fill you got like for you as a broker you know like is this practical how do you respond when you get an email like that it's 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 very frustrating i think for my part, I try I try and be quite pragmatic. Like if, if a lender says something that I think I can explain sensibly to a client, to me, that's okay. But if they say something that's ridiculous, it puts me in a position where, it, you know, how am I going to explain that to the, to the next person in the chain? Um, but yeah, when we've had these short notice kind of uh, rate changes, I've luckily I've got staff in the office and we'll just say, look, we need to reprioritize some of these in this business. I'll normally call the client on the phone and say, look, I don't want to push you, but you've got to make a choice kind of now or you're going to lose the rate. And you'll find more often than not, people will say, fine, let's crack on, pay the fees and just go ahead. So I think 
but from an investor's perspective, speed of decision making right now is really important because personally, I don't think we're going to see anything stabilized till at least November when you've got the actual budget and then things might settle down. And lenders can change rates and pull products at any point, even if you've got an offer, right? Uh, yes and no. So if it's a regulated case, like a residential mortgage, because it is regulated, that offer is legally binding, like actually legally binding, unless any circumstances of yours change. When it comes to buy-to-let, because it's non-regulated and bridging as well, they shouldn't. It's not ethical, really, and it's not treating customers fairly, but they can choose to reprice as and when they want. My thought on this is, though, I get that the swap rates are increasing, and I get it's a whole profitability thing, but my opinion on it is when they agree to lend that money, that was at the pricing they had before, and that's they would have set that money aside. So they should really be splitting it and looking at old money and new money and pricing it that way, in my opinion. I suppose if no one's doing that and they're all getting away with it, mm. you know, you, no one's going to step out and be different in this industry. It's, well, we can't be doing that. It must all be the same. Um, now, when, you know, these rates are jumping like significantly, especially on like BRR and kind of smaller deal, well, on any deal really, but, you know, where the margins are naturally a little bit tighter, they're jumping a lot more. Are you finding that, you know, maybe in the past few weeks, like, people are coming to you for less or they're kind of shocked at the numbers or they're rethinking their deals? Like, Are we as investors, from what you're seeing, changing things we're doing? So the question I'm getting asked a lot of at the moment once I present the figures is, is there, is this the best that we can get? Is anything cheaper? Now, usually I'd be a bit cheeky and go, no, no, I'm, I'm giving you the second best option because I want to have a laugh. But actually, no, I'm like, seriously, this is the market right now. Um, what I'm seeing a lot of is... And I've posted about this on my Instagram, the stress testing. So just a really brief summary, the amount you can borrow on buy let mortgage is down to the rental of the property, but it's not as simple as just the rent. There's two elements. There's a stress testing rate and the ICR coverage. So the rent has to cover typically 145% of the interest only payment at an interest rate that's enhanced or at the pay rate. Now, typically this time last year, that would normally be in the, around the 5% level. But that stress rate now, because of the increases, is now more like six and a half, seven percent. You, I think, to hey. to borrow about a hundred thousand pounds, you're looking at needing a rent of about eight hundred quid. And you know, quick maths, properties of about 130, 140 grand. Are they renting at that much? Almost, 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 almost. Mm. Not, I mean, not in all areas and. You and I have had experience of this on, I don't remember which property it was, and the cottage where, you know, they came in and they dropped the LTV <coughs> from it being an 18 grand out deal, incredible deal to like, mm, you got zero left in mm. because the rent, in their opinion, didn't match. Or um, I think we, we were potentially going to have it on another one of mine, but this lender didn't look at it necessarily. And it would have dropped like, like to the point where the deal goes from being like, oh, 60% ROI have been leaving in like a tiny bit to like oh I should have just bought a ready-made house yeah I mean like to the, that's it's huge basically I mean I'm, I'm single lets I think across the board I know it's location specific and London especially will suffer but I think single lets will suffer quite a lot you know if you've got a HMO or you've got multi-unit flats you've got multiple incomes coming in you'll hit the stress testing and you'll still make a fair bit of money but I can't imagine on a single letter for the next couple of years going to be making much money at all. I think if you're if you're if you're getting on the mortgage rates as of right now, which is Friday seventh of October, 
on single lets in sort of places outside of London, you're not going to be making a huge, huge amount. If you're on rates from previous years and, and rents are increasing very nicely, I'll tell you that as a fact, then you are going to be making decent money. I know that my portfolio has increased because of the rents increasing. Um, so yeah, it's a, you know, it's not a time to not buy. It's not a time to just be panicked and scared, but it is a time to just seriously consider what you're doing. If you're going ham, maybe look at consolidating some things, slow down a little bit, totally up to you and your view of the market. <clears throat> but as you can see, this stress testing, when we were, when I was growing my portfolio and we were doing all that stuff, I mean, I remember you talking about stress tests, but I mean, it was like, it wasn't a thing. Like it wasn't an issue. Yeah. You'd pass flying colors. Now, not so much. Yeah, like, yeah, and that's why when you when we had this issue, I was like, "Why is this now even a thing?" And uh, you know, I suppose it kind of is a messenger of the market and where they think we're going. However, this is a knee jerk response. It's a quick panic response to the budget, to the pound also tanking completely, to what's happening. I think we have to also take that into consideration and say, okay, maybe if you're on a bridge right now and you're trying to exit on a remortgage. I mean, yes, rates could get worse. Yeah, They could get better. Maybe you wait. Maybe you wait until the budget. Yes, the rates may go up, but that's something for you to think about because you don't want to be fixing at 6% now on some mortgages I've seen and then it drops. But again, none of us know what's happening, right? It's interesting. I mean, I'm just working out my calculator in a figure for you now. So if you, I think... As a calculator. Yeah, because my quick math isn't very good. I'm not an accountant. If you're on a bridge and the product you've got, you're going to exit to is a commercial product. So either semi-commercial mortgage or even a HMO that's, you know, seven, eight beds. The rates you're going to get with the likes of Hampshire Trust, Shawbrook for your commercial kind of investment mortgage. They're on, <laughs> they're on like eight, 9% right now. Hey. Your bridge probably is 0.75% a month. That's what the standard was. That's 9% per annum. Would you be better off just starting to say, extend your bridge, pay the renewal fee and pay that interest per month until things are, you know, I'm not saying you should, but it's it's definitely an option. It's a good point. And if you're early in your bridge and it's the same rate, continue. Mm. I wouldn't bother changing. And like, um, I'm not sure, it's, like there was news, Ted, months ago. And, even, and then it doesn't really trigger in your head, but now you think about it, it's like Lloyds Bank and some of the banks wanting to become land developers and big landlords. Mm. I can see a lot of that where if people are selling, you know, stocks and selling their portfolios off, it's being snapped up by these institutional banks. Or they'll just repossess, isn't it? And then they can build a portfolio to repossess. Yeah. It makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. um, are you seeing people who are, you know, clients like me who are coming for mortgages, are most people leaning towards two-year fix or five-year fix? So interestingly, most of the lenders who have relaunched into the market are not offering two-year fixes anymore. Um Again, I think their view is, you know, it's too short of a term to make a pricing decision. And that seems to be the line. That generally seems to be everyone's line. We just can't price it to, to understand what's going on. Uh, Land Bay this week came back with a one-year fixed and a two-year fixed. Now, I saw a well-respected property investor on Instagram post going, all these people who are saying rates are going up are wrong. There's lower rates from Land Bay. Yes, but they're on a two-year fixed and one-year fixed. You know, they're not reflective of the market. Um Tracker mortgages that are available and they're tracking slightly less than the base rate. So that may be an option if you want to be taking a risk. But yeah, the, the, the actual lending options that are there are five-year fixes. Interesting. I didn't even... Because it's, it's, it's good to know what more people, when there is the, the, the choices there, what people are aiming for. Mm. 
because sometimes the sentiment says, okay, two years, I think we're going to be out of this by two years and rates will drop or five years. Oh, I think we're stuck here for a while. Um, but yeah, if look, Shaz, if people's um, fixes are coming to an end sort of now, mm-hmm. is there any general advice or what would you sort of say to people to do in this situation right now? So first thing I'm kind of having a chat with everyone is if you're not looking to pull out any more money or borrow any extra money, speak to your current lender. They may offer a product transfer. It may not be the cheapest available, maybe 20, 30 quid here or there, but save you broker fees, save you valuation fees, save you uh, waiting three months to get a remortgage. So you'll save a fair bit in fees. Three months, huh? Huh. You've got a really, you've, like seven you've got a really good solicitor there, just why. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so save you time, money uh, on fees, and it's all in-house. I, I think, yeah, if you're not looking to raise any extra money, and because, you've had this as well, where your lender sent you your renewal letter, like, very, very late in the day, didn't they? So you really didn't have a choice with what you wanted to do. Yeah, funny that, didn't they? I'm sure they thought about that one. Yeah, so... That's the first thing. But if you are looking to borrow additional funds, then yeah, we'll give you what the options are. But like I say, nine times out of 10, things are just not stacking. When I say stacking, I mean, they may fit the stress testing, but then you may be making 20 quid a month cash flow. Is, is it worth it? And sometimes the variable rate isn't that far off the new rate. So like I know with mine, it's not miles off. Mm. So yes, as much as I'm having to wait an extra two, three months this time, it doesn't I mean, I'm not that fast. I'm paying slightly more. Mm. Um, it is annoying in a kind of low period. Um, but yeah, Shaz, thank you very much for sharing with me. Um, this has been a great podcast, a little short one, just to give people an update. And as it progresses, we'll give people further updates and keep people abreast of what's happening in the market. So if people want to contact you, where Shaz on Instagram, I'll put it in the show notes. Um, and they can join my community and have direct access to the man himself. Absolutely, guys. And I'm, I'm normally more cheerful than this. I'm just very ill and under the weather. All right, Chaz. See you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye.